You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Tuesday, August 30th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about how an engine problem has postponed the launch of the first major lunar mission since the Apollo era. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. NASA has pushed back the launch of its Artemis I mission to the moon due to an issue with one of the engines of the giant SLS rocket. With 40 minutes left on the countdown clock at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, Mission Control announced an unplanned hold as technicians investigated a problem that had arisen while loading the SLS rocket's core stage with more than 700,000 gallons of liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen, supercooled to a frigid minus 423 and minus 297 degrees Fahrenheit. The problem was with the third RS-25 engine, one of the engines next to the right solid rocket booster. The flow of liquid hydrogen into the engine's compartment wasn't working as it should, and the propellant wasn't at the proper temperature range. Engineers had included the issue on their checklist during the most recent wet dress rehearsal in June, during which they practiced fueling and running the countdown sequence to within 29 seconds of launch, but they had been unable to test it at the time because of a liquid hydrogen leak. This morning, the team also spotted a problem with a vent valve, and an incoming rainstorm and chances of lightning strikes also posed risks. After troubleshooting for more than an hour, launch director Charlie Blackwell Thompson called today's attempt a scrub. At a press conference held just after 1 p.m. Eastern Time, NASA officials did not commit to a specific date for the next attempt. Friday's definitely still in play, said Artemis mission manager Mike Serafin, referring to September 2nd, the next planned launch window. When pressed by reporters for specifics on how likely a Friday launch would be, he called it a non-zero chance, to much laughter among people in the room. The next possible launch date, if Friday is not an option, is September 5th. None of the officials, which included NASA Administrator Bill Nelson and Jim Free, the agency's associate administrator for the Exploration Systems Development Mission Directorate, were ready to say if a longer delay and more serious repairs would be necessary. We're not going to have all the data and implications today, but we felt we owed it to you to share what we know, said Free. Speaking on the space agency's live stream earlier this month, shortly after the launch was scrubbed, Nelson stressed the need for resolving all issues. We don't launch until it's right, Nelson said. 
It's just illustrative that this is a very complicated system and all those things have to work. You don't want to light the candle until it's ready to go. He cited the example of the 24th space shuttle launch in 1986, which was scrubbed four times before launching a flawless mission. The first Artemis flight will be uncrewed. After launch, the Orion capsule, carrying three mannequins, will head off on a 42-day mission that will involve several orbits around the moon, as well as lap 40,000 miles beyond it before heading back to Earth and splashing down in the Pacific Ocean near San Diego. Its re-entry will serve as a test of a new heat shield material called Avcoat, and the mission will also collect performance metrics throughout, as well as radiation data from sensors worn by the mannequins. NASA and its international and commercial partners aim to make the mission the first of many, as the space agency's ambitious Artemis program moves forward. In mid-2024, Artemis II will carry four astronauts aboard Orion as it performs a similar maneuver around the moon. Then in 2025 or 2026, Artemis III will bring astronauts back to the lunar surface, including the first woman to land on the moon. Artemis IV in 2027 will deliver the Living Quarters module for the Lunar Gateway, a new space station to be assembled in orbit around the moon. Astronauts on future missions will add to that station. There was a lot at stake this morning for the SLS, which is the rocket design NASA plans to use with different variants and capabilities for these Artemis launches. Its development faced numerous delays and budget overruns, and at one point it wasn't clear it would ever fly. In June, when NASA rolled the SLS out to the launch pad for a wet dress rehearsal, they discovered the rocket needed some repairs to address a faulty helium check valve and the liquid hydrogen leak. After making these fixes, they returned it to the launch pad on August 18th, and then four days later declared that the SLS had passed its flight readiness review. But 40 minutes into this morning's countdown, the engine problem became apparent, and technicians were not able to address it before the launch window closed. Scrubs are just part of this program, said Nelson. When you're dealing with a high-risk business and space flight is risky, that's what you do. You buy down that risk. You make it as safe as possible. And of course, that is the whole reason for this space flight. To stress it and test it and make sure it's as safe as possible for Artemis II when we put humans in the spacecraft. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, raising startup funding used to be easy. Not anymore. Checking in on Wired Science, as students return to school, many will find restricted campus access to abortion services and information, and perhaps reproductive care in general. And on Wired Security, we look at the privacy flaw threatening U.S. democracy. Without robust federal protections, the country's widespread mass surveillance systems could be used against citizens like never before. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.